0: This is the Chip Marble Podcast brought to you by Lynx Magazine. Today we're gonna to talk sports, we're gonna have some fun, and we have three real deal athletes in the studio, Shaka Fonderson, Declan Cross, and Jermon McNeil. Thanks for coming through, guys. Oh, Thanks for having us. Thank you, Thank us. you. Thank Thank you for Appreciate having us, man. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, you guys came to a college, uh, what do you guys think of the facilities? I know you guys are done with school. How's it feel to be back on uh, back on campus?
1: Man, no. it's it's real. It's real. It's tons of memories, not here per se, but tons of memories of being in school and just you know, the late nights but honestly humber has a f- phenomenal facility phenomenal place yeah i really like this
2: place i've only uh, I'm, I'm more known of the, of the athletic facilities but seeing everything else
0: is a very very nice campus dad is a legend here we'll get into that uh in a bit he did he did go to school
2: (laughs) shout shout out to my dad one time (laughs) I got it I got it one time
0: (laughs) and uh yeah you know you guys all had a great uh varsity athletic career and uh Declan actually now playing professional football in the Canadian Football League so uh we're gonna hear all about it but let's just start if we could just get a quick introduction from each of you about like your athletic background and then we'll get into the organization you guys have started now which is beyond the game so Shaka tell us a bit about your or a sporting career perfect okay so um
1: as y'all know i played football in high school got a scholarship to go to the university of toronto play football there um only only one year but i did play some semi-pro football after that and now i'm playing one more year with the gta all-stars really cool yes, sir nice.
3: my name is declan cross as you guys know <laughs> i uh i play football i played football since i was 11. i started playing house league I take credit uh, for it because yeah. I was in the BMFA before. Yeah. Maybe you <laughs> <can't win>. for, <laughs> shout out Burlington Minor Football Association. Yeah, yeah. um, and then I went to high school, played some high school ball. Shocker, Matt, both of you. Shout um, out Titans. Went to McMaster University after that for engineering. Did not work out for the engineering part. But the football part did work out. Switched programs into business. Four years later, I was fortunate enough to be drafted by the Toronto Argonauts in the fourth round of the 2016 CFL Draft. Uh, and it, uh, it's it been an amazing experience. And i played three years so far for Toronto. I have two years left in my current contract, and I'm excited for what's next
0: be cool trevon I know you're at mcmaster as well yes i grew up
2: um started playing basketball when i was four years old like you said my dad a uh, big basketball player so that definitely ran in the family Started started at a young age played my entire life up until again went to holy trinity with these guys um after holy training i got offered a scholarship to go to play mcmaster Played there into my senior year, went in there for social science, then I got into, got into poli-sci, which is a very underrated uh, degree, I feel. That helped me a lot and just, and just like knowing things off, off top and yeah, i finished up playing basketball and I'm a sports-specific trainer and one-on-one trainer and beyond the game. Yeah. Really cool.
0: Yeah, you know, we have uh, we all have a lot of roots together, same high school. And, mm-hmm. you know, Declan and Trevon, we play, like, elementary school basketball together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of good in the bank and uh, just really looking forward to talking about this new project you guys have. And uh, Beyond the Game. Now, if you guys could give me, like, uh, what's it all about and what are you guys trying to accomplish with this uh, with this initiative?
1: Okay, so Beyond the Game essentially is... Kind of self-explanatory in the name. Be you want to go beyond the game. What we want to do is kind of change the perspective of sport for all athletes and and fans alike. Right? Um, it's no longer just a game between you know the, between the four lines. Now it's a way for athletes to learn about themselves and a way for people to learn about the skills that they gain through sport. That way, they're they're more aware. And whenever sports is done for them, be it at the pro level, be it after high school, be it whenever they're able to transition they're no longer stuck and no longer identify with the athlete but it's so much more than just that Mm -hmm. yeah right
3: we can think of it kind of as a a mental health initiative as well it's kind of a combination uh mental health and coaching and and a bunch of things like that so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah we really want to make sure that these these athletes that we're that we're reaching out to understand the platform that they have as athletes that that a lot of people look up to athletes and um we don't want to we don't want to waste that right if, if you have a platform let's let's do good with it let's impact your community impact the people around you how can you how can you benefit uh, make yourself better to help those around you
0: yeah sports is such a powerful thing i mean all four of us probably sports have done so much for us in our lives and you know again uh for me when my playing careers were you know it was over um there was kind of a void there and i think maybe i what i understand maybe something you guys are trying to do is help people kind of navigate life you know in sport and out of sport and just what sport has maybe taught you find a way to apply that in everything else you do right absolutely yeah, really cool. Um, and so, who are you guys really targeting with this? With Beyond the Game, who are you really trying to, you know, get down and talk to and help out with this specifically?
1: Specifically, it's it's school age children, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, high school and college athletes. Um, it's at this age where they're really understanding their sport. They they know they play at the elite level, right? Um, and it's it's specifically this age because the the skills that they gain the skills that they're made aware of at this age will grow and will grow with them as they progress through their sport, right? So by the time they they're done, it's not like I have no idea what to do now. I'm, but it's like they've gone through this routine and the scheduling, and now that when they're done playing sports, they understand how to do a lot more and even while they're playing their sport they're still doing so many different things around their sport right they're talking to different people to grow their networks and they're they're setting themselves up for success later in life. Yeah mm-hmm.
2: essentially we want to just make sure that they understand that there's there's they're just playing and then there's the business side of, a, of any sport. Yep. And in that business side uh, you need to understand that you are fitting, that you are doing what's best for you. And that's, whether that's physically, mentally, as a team, for your family, just to know that, like, make sure that they know their options and that they're they're not being told options. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a difference between being told your options and knowing your own options. And we want to make sure that they
0: no, yeah, no the difference between the you know, I talk about it all the time like we're here at Humber College I was just at the varsity athlete uh, banquet 300 athletes all in one room and You know here you are at the, at the college varsity level and you know We're gonna have some players maybe with national team prospects and, and things like that semi-professional But a lot of them this might be the end of the road of their competitive athletic career And just as like an example kind of okay. what advice would you have for those students that are now kind of you know Where I was gonna be after high school now you have this voice and like how do you know what's the next step there you know I think it's important to realize that there is skill development
3: going on in your sport in your in your sporting career Um, because that's a very common attitude that we hear amongst athletes and amongst people not involved but who are close to those athletes you know Mm -hmm. oftentimes parents are gonna be a voice in their ear that's telling the kids you know even though they might be encouraging them saying you can do well at this sport you can keep good job good job but there's also a voice in their ear that's saying like Mm, you got to go to school, you got to you gotta do well so you can get a good job, you know, you got to get your degree, you got to do this. Like, that's more important than sport because really, where is sport going to take you? That's a common attitude that that we hear a lot and we want to let the kids, let, I shouldn't even say kids because really, it's anyone, it's let, let the athletes understand that skill development is happening right now Mm -hmm. and it'll make you more capable and it'll increase your value in the workplace and in life afterwards but that that realization is important because it could help them further develop skills Mm -hmm. and that's why it's important for us to target kids you know when i was young when i was 14 years old that's when i started lifting weights And you guys, all of you know that when I first started playing football, I was little and I wasn't the biggest, strongest. Grade 9 and 10, I wasn't like the biggest, strongest dude. I was getting beat up a little bit. But when I started playing at SS, or training at SST, Sports Specific Training Oakville, shout Uh out. um, Kevin Iben was there, right? Everyone remember Kevin Iben? Oh, yeah. So he was a former football player, played for the Toronto Argonauts, uh, and Hamilton and uh, <coughs>
0: <but anyway>. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> talking, I had season tickets to the Ticats fan. I grew up a Cats guy right so I had season tickets I'd go with my dad and there's that rivalry with the Toronto team oh, yeah. and uh, now you play like I got a buddy that, that plays on the Argos so now I've grown partial it's crazy <laughs> right? Yeah. I've never been the type of sports fan to like hate the other team I don't know I've just never been like uh, no, just cause no, I'm, I'm a not. Steelers fan no, I hate the team. you
1: appreciate good sports exactly. no, that's what no, I'm, I'm, I'm here but
0: again I think I'm in a minority in that sense most people <laughs> I want they have that like intense yeah now here i am at college we have our rivalry and like i've kind of buy- bought into that
3: i hate shirts. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to do that well, that's why i don't actually hate hamilton i do that joking yeah yeah because yeah. i went to school in hamilton the fans whenever we play hamilton are super nice to just me and not to my team <laughs> <laughs> not to because i went to mac right that's so oh, good and then again they're making fun of van Zyl, so who knows but back to my story so i was <laughs> 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 so i'm lifting weights at sst Uh, Kevin Ivan comes up to me. He's a linebacker. I knew who he was at the time. And obviously I, I, I held him in very high regard because of what he did, because I was a kid and he was a professional athlete. He came up to me and said, Hey man, you know, I think you could play professional football one day. Is that something you want to do? And I was like, how do I do that? Like, yeah, I want to, what? Yes. Thank you. How do I do that? And he's like, you got to believe in yourself. You got to work hard, man, but you got to believe in yourself. Like you can do this. And it, It's not so much what he said. It's just whatever he did say, I was going to believe him. Exactly. You know, like he acted as my friend that day. And I was going to believe whatever he said because he's a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that that changed something in my head. I started to have more confidence after he told me that I could do this. And it was such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can just get that... That, m- that mindset into into these into these young athletes that listen you're going to develop these skills and it's going to help you you know try to find
1: a balance try, you know
3: do well at everything you're doing but understand that sport is not a waste it's a tool absolutely and it's a valuable one that, yeah. that you should use.
1: there's one thing my dad always said growing up um, sport is a means to the end not the end in itself. Right, And what I took from that, well, growing up, I just kind of brushed it off. I'm like, oh, dad, yeah, huh, funny. You you don't know what you're talking about. But as I got older, I realized that I use sport as a platform to do bigger and better things, right? The skills I learned in my sport helped me to make all the connections I've I've made later in life, helped me to, to speak in front of hundreds of people, helped me to do a lot of different things, right? And so it's The work ethic. The, exactly, the work ethic. There's so there's so much that goes within to, uh, into sport that translates to real life, quote-unquote real life, right? And that's something yeah. that a lot of athletes, young athletes, don't realize.
0: And that's one thing we want to bring to light. Well, you talk about sport is not the end of itself. But when you're here in the college environment and you have to give 110% to, you know, whatever super competitive team you're on, you do kind of have to, you know, the studies does take a bit of a hit. It takes kind of second banana as much as, you mm-hmm. know, we'd like... Uh, you know, student athletes to be students first, you can't not give 100% to this super competitive team. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in that sense, you do kind of sacrifice that sort of the academic opportunity that college presents. And the thing is, you know, athletes go through their life and and they, they start in a sport and they learn how to get good and it becomes this really powerful thing. That cycle is going to happen all through their life. No matter what they do, if, they bring, if there's something that they have a talent for, something they apply themselves, they're going to get results. And I think mm-hmm. if we can maybe just get into everybody's head like, hey, once you're done sports… Just apply that same thing. The same cycle is mm-hmm. going to happen, and exactly. you'll be successful, and you'll build a new community. Mm-hmm. You'll build a, a new horizon. Exactly. You know that it happens time and time again, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. something that you said, I think it's important that you said that. And what I hear when you when you talk about this is, I hear sacrifice, because, like you said, like it's hard to balance sport and school. I messed up. I almost got kicked out of school when I went in for engineering. I was fail. I was I was not doing well, and uh, I failed. I failed a course, and I wasn't doing that well. I had to transfer and uh i had to also uh, develop my time management skills but sacrifice is something that has to happen and it, mm-hmm. it it's going to happen in sport there's times in football you know i remember when i was when i was in school uh, at mcmaster there's times where we had to watch film and we would go until very late at night watching film how is that different than somebody who's studying that needs to pull an all-nighter to finish an assignment? Exactly. It's just a different a different way of doing that. But but you're going to do that later on in life. Exactly. You're going to have to make sacrifices, mm-hmm. and if you can develop your time management skills and learn how to make sacrifices when when you're young, mm-hmm. it's e- it, let's face it, it's sh- it's easier to learn things when you're young. It is. Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. let's let's develop that mindset right now. Exactly. And you just have yeah, the confidence in that cycle that look mm-hmm. you'll just keep recreating success in your life if you follow that. Fascinating though to hear that you, as someone you know, the valedictorian of your high school class, always you know, as long as we went to mm-hmm. elementary school together, you just getting you know, nineties and A pluses and <laughs> yeah. stuff. For you to go to university and not be able to, you know, the way you wanted to balance academics and athletics, that says a lot about just how tough it is. Again, yeah. you picked engineering; you didn't go for an easy <laughs> easy it's way not, out. But it's doable. <laughs> it's doable. It's not, doable. Even, it's not about easier hard. I've yeah. I've know guys that have done both. Yeah. I messed yeah. up.
3: Yeah. I failed. I failed. I admit yeah. that I failed and I mm-hmm. had to change, but it's important that I can talk about how I failed because I did learn from that. And honestly, if, if I were to do it again, I would go into engineering again and I would try again and see if I could do it. Exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's something that makes you who you are. You know, exactly. you have to go through these challenges. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true.
0: Better to push yourself, you know, almost a bit too hard and then have to fail than taking an easy way where, oh, you yeah. know. Especially when you're young. Especially yeah. when you're young, yeah. Sure. exactly. For, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get used to taking on big challenges and stuff, right? Mm-hmm.
2: And, and being get used to being uncomfortable.
0: Become yeah. comfortable in the yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. and that's a tough path to take because you go, okay, yeah. I'm going to take things that I'm not necessarily comfortable with, mm-hmm. and then you have those moments of like sometimes it goes great, and mm-hmm. you you're driving home from that thing and you feel great about yourself. You you just done something new, mm-hmm. maybe you're developing, but then yeah, sometimes you know you, you just tank, yeah. and yeah. you don't. So you have to have that fortitude to keep pushing yourself yeah. through that, right? Yeah, you really have to be able to to talk to yourself with with love and and be forgiving
1: in the sense that uh, <clears throat> that not er- not everything's going to work out for you, but If you don't try, you will never know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So be be able to go through it, and if you fail, like Declan, I did. I did the same thing. When I went to university, in my first year, I I failed out. It was it was tough. I made didn't make the right decisions, and it happened. But being able to come back at it, be like you know, no, it's okay. I can I can go on and do other things as well. That's that's the part that a lot of athletes need to be able to do is that mental toughness, is that being able to to
0: talk yourself with love. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough time for a young athlete making that transition mm-hmm. to university or college or what have you. But you guys must have had some fun too, right? Oh, I'm yeah. sure you guys had a good time. Uh, McMaster and you're at U of T, right? Yep. And then some, yeah. So you
1: well, probably had some
0: fun too, right? To talk about the fun though. The thing is like there are sacrifices of fun too. Like you're not going to yeah. be going
3: to all the parties. You're not going to be doing all these things all the time. But also in terms of fun, like what is fun? If I think back to the best moments in in McMaster, it's probably a combination, combination, sorry, of, you know, those times with your friends, like you're saying, having fun. But a lot of it is locker room moments as well. Yeah. I remember winning certain games and afterwards we're all celebrating and, like, that's a beautiful sport moment that I had to sacrifice going to parties to experience this this beautiful, like, we're going to the Vanier, wow, so much fun, oh, we're having, a, you know, like, mm-hmm. sacrifices were necessary to make to make that happen.
0: Yeah, and it's just the depth of that that. Bond you have with people oh, that yeah. you know exactly. you are playing the sport with mm-hmm. that's uh, that's you know pretty intense moments it is. And, and again it's the ups and downs too right Like yeah.
2: yeah and that same up and down is kind of what we want to um, make the athletes aware of because like like you said those big moments where you are like everything's going right everyone loves you the crowd's going crazy coaches are, are all connecting players are all connecting it's we like yo this is you. great this is awesome like, this mm-hmm. is why I play sports and then once that's gone you are like if you think about it an athlete's whole social circle well that uh, of what he had was the sport right so once that's gone you don't have a social circle and then it's kind of like in a sense you kind of lose your personality because that sport was your personality and once that's gone it's like all right what do i really how can i really be myself around people that's that are no longer watching me score those two points you know what i'm saying or watch me get that touchdown now it's like all right what else can you offer if if you're not catching a ball exactly so that's kind of and that's really that hurts for a lot of people And, and shaka showed me um an interview that Dwayne Wade is mm-hmm. said that once he's done playing basketball, he's still going to go into therapy and just kind of figure out how he can um, last post, like post career, and having and you look at Dwayne Wade, like a three-time champion. You're like, what does he have to do to make himself be level-headed? But exactly. if he's doing that, like who knows what what an athlete that doesn't have that money, that backing to be comfortable, that has to go to work every day, meet people every day, and prove themselves starting from scratch when you when like you put working all these years to be this this athletic dude or the athletic dude to these people's eyes and then once it's done it's like all right what else can you do like off the rip it's like all right identity yeah and like
0: it's taken away it's like what's left and i think i see it all the time people want to kind of put athletes into a box like okay you're a sports guy i can kind of just fill in the rest of of everything i Mm -hmm. need to know about you and i think I don't know why that is, but a lot of people have that sort of one dimensional perception of athletes. And I think it kind of feeds into the reality then of some athletes just go on total one dimensional. This is everything. And mm-hmm. again, your competitive days, uh, you know, they last so long. And what's next for Dwayne Wade, you know, a- after this huge career to be done and what's next? And he's probably going to struggle a little bit in finding that or for me, Definitely. even with a high school career. What's next? And struggling to, you know, get through that. And uh, I went through a lot of years with nothing to kind of fill that void, and it's mm-hmm. tough. And uh, yeah, if we can just kind of, again, with what you guys have with Beyond the Game, just kind of get into people's heads what we have to do to maybe, you know, help them fill that void, and mm-hmm. then we're all set. You know, we'll be we'll go take a quick break right now, and we'll come right back on the Chip Marble Podcast. Thanks for staying with us. <laughs> We're back on the Chip Marble podcast with Shaka, Declan, and Travon, and they make up uh, Beyond the Game, this new organization they've started, targeted to high school athletes and youth athletes and just kind of the full picture of what it is to be an athlete and life, you know, how sports fits into that. But this isn't the full team. You guys also do have uh, two more team members, and Absolutely. I'd love to hear about uh, Aaron and Ashley.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll start with Ashley. Um, she is our resident yoga instructor. She also teaches as well. Um with athletes, she she brings an energy that's that's different from our current dynamic, right? She uh loves she loves young athletes and what she really wants to do is Teach them how to make their breath work for them work for them, right? So in stressful situations, instead of instead of being super high anxiety or super high you know, super panicky or just really aroused, right? She's able to to teach these athletes to breathe and control that heart rate and be able to, you know, settle themselves and make make uh intelligent decisions, really make thought thought out decisions. Um then, yeah. then there's Aaron, right? Aaron is a very detail-oriented mind. He um, currently works. He works for Porsche as a brand ambassador, and he brings a very intelligent way of of language to to contract into sales, and that's super important. Like the the rest of us, we're we're in front of the camera. We're we're the ones in front of the athletes, kind of talk, doing all that kind of stuff. But that leaves the back end. And yes, there is. I do have some business. Some business. Um, Uh, experience business business sense but Aaron has a lot has a lot more that he brings as well right so that picks up the back end as well and where the rest of us we just it just works really well together right and these two gentlemen they'll they'll go ahead and talk about themselves as well
3: yeah um obviously I'm here for the uh current the voice of the current athlete I guess um because like I was saying earlier with that story like I believed Kevin Iben when he told me to believe in myself and play professional football the reason being he was a professional athlete so hopefully, uh, if anything, I can just work at convincing athletes of what we're talking about. I can just talk to athletes and hopefully they'll just want to listen more because I'm currently active in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different different voice yeah, to hear. Street, the street cred. <laughs> yeah, street, <gotta laughs> get the street cred. Yeah, got to get the street
2: cred, yeah. I guess, like, when I, when I look at us as a team, um, personally, I feel like I bring, like, um, a little bit of each one of them in a mm-hmm. sense where... Um, I'm an athlete just like these guys. Um, I'm also a personal trainer. And the, when I got hired to my, to my, uh, gym, one of the first things we talked about was the Wim Hof method, which is breathing. Like yeah. Ashley does the same thing. And I have a huge love for marketing and business, which is like, again, what, what Anne brings to the table. So that mixed with my, I've, I'm a very observant, quiet person. Like, I like to just see how people move, like how they, how, what they like. And I like connecting with people. And that mixed with my understanding of emotions, I feel it could be a great fit for what we, what, great plan that shock of Mm ourselves yeah and mm
0: -hmm. it's a very football heavy team and to have a you know a great basketball player like yourself i think that's yeah probably pretty good to you know diversify the the sport and and yeah i mean we talk about ashley with like the yoga and the breathing stuff and i guess like having that full picture of what you know an athlete can be and i think you Mm -hmm. know we all grew up and probably if yoga was ever brought up we would probably reject it but When my football career was done, I really got into yoga. And I think it's like a really cool thing. And just breathing techniques and like connecting to your body, like kind of weird ideas of what mm-hmm. people might not be super receptive to. But I can tell you like that's that's a really powerful thing, right? Like exactly.
1: It's it's gonna be really, really big for us, especially the, with the way athletics are moving nowadays. Like nowadays people are a little more conscious of, you know, their their breath and, and their energies and all that kind of stuff. And so it's having her on the team is super, super valuable because she's gonna bring a different yeah. aspect of beyond the game. We're not it's not just, you know, four guys and coming at you like, hey let's do this. Now now we have now we have Ashley coming in and coming at it with at a different approach, and I feel that a lot of athletes are really going to be a lot really going to be receptive to what she has to, she has to bring.
3: Yeah, and I mean, you know, when I was at McMaster, just another example here of someone like Ashley coming in and helping us. Uh, we had a yoga instructor come in. The whole team was excited to come together. She would come in once a week and we would do yoga together, and everybody left there feeling better. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. left there feeling feeling healthier, oh, I'm more flexible now. But the breathing control, like you were saying, is so important. And I found breathing several years ago. I started doing it just before... Uh, I, I went to the uh, Argonauts, is when I started doing the Wim Hof method, I started doing the breathing. I, I do it today, I do it uh, once in the morning, once at night. I believe it helps me a lot and it's just another, another tool that we can use to try and change the way things are done, improve the way things are done.
1: Yeah. And if you're listening, you haven't done yoga or tried breathing properly. Do it. Just it's me. cool. It'll change yeah. your life. It's
0: a cool thing to do. It will change your life. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, if you played these sports, it's kind of is like a leap of faith. Like one day, my sister's like, "I'm going to yoga. Do you want to try it?" And I kind of like wrestled it in my mind. Like, yeah, oh, you I'll should. Go. And yeah. I love. Exactly. Fell in love right yeah. away. Like yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm just laughing right now because this whole podcast, the mics are picking up. Like the, we're all hydrators, <laughs> right? All four of us, like <laughs> big I hydrators. Wish, yeah. <laughs> the Whole thing. Is, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we,
0: have, we got four we bit. got four yeah that's, i know i get a lot of flack like why are you peeing all the time it's a lifestyle <laughs> it's a hydration is everything yeah, yeah. yeah. the one,
1: th- one thing about this team i, I want to kind of mention as well is that each of us have different strengths right we each of us are able to bring different things to the table and if we relate it back to a sports team not everyone is going to be great at the same thing that doesn't that makes no sense for a team right so having so I, my, my vision for this team was to bring people who will compliment compliment me in in the way we we approach and the way we go after uh, these athletes and I am so grateful for for my team because they're they're great at their own things and I want them to be able to shine in their own ways, right? I I refuse to take the spotlight. I just think I'm I person with a, a big a big dream and this team is going to be the people that that going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, I'm super excited to with what we have.
3: Yeah, and diversity is so important in our team. We need that diversity of opinion and diversity of perspective Absolutely. and diversity of team because um, this this is something that they're going to, you know, it's we're going to experience then in, in our in in, in sport there's going to be a lot of diversity and exactly and uh it's also going to help with the way that we can help uh athletes right mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. every athlete is going to be different exactly every athlete needs to be helped differently every, there's going to be different perspectives that we need to bring into play because there's not going to be a one template like, we go in, we talk to a football team, go, all right, listen up. Like, this is how you're going to do things. It's going to improve if you do this. And you, you need to do this. And you, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work because everybody's different. Everybody has different bodies, different minds, different experiences. Mm-hmm. It has to be a custom approach, and we need to have real
0: diversity in our team to absolutely to help us with that. Yeah, yeah. it's a big thing, reading people and this, you know, the whole psychology of maybe what exactly certain people need, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody's in sports, and they're getting so much from this great group experience it's such a powerful group experience and mm-hmm. yeah i guess from my perception what beyond the game is trying to do is just hammer home like you know the fundamentals of what this experience has to offer and exactly. what you can translate that outside of sport into your life right mm-hmm. and i always couldn't go back to it like you know i started playing football i was drawn to it for some reason and i stunk but i just i stayed with it and then i started to develop it became this beautiful thing in my life, and here I am now, starting out broadcasting. I'm in my my infancy here, and you guess you could say I stink. And uh, but I'm slowly improving, and it's like this, like you know, the ultimate thing to do, right? Just uh, take on a new challenge and apply those things I learned in sport, that's it. and uh, have another community, have another way to connect with people, and mm-hmm. just do something that you know, wh- yeah, is fun to do. I think All that's right.
2: a, I think that's a really um, I think we as a collective are have a very interesting um look in life because like we were all we are all able to to remember post technology right like no phones going outside to play type thing and now we're all so consumed with how technology is now and that's a very weird space because the younger kids only know technology and the older keep the older um the older ones only know post technology like i mean pre technology and they yeah. lived like that for years so mm-hmm. try to tell try to tell someone 70 years in their prime what to do you look kind of weird cuz like i've i've lived this stuff right mm-hmm. but at the same time i think we're in a very unique space because we we understand both like growing up without technology we had to listen to those that were older than us exactly. and, we, and we understood where they came from and now that there's technology and those the ones that are older don't necessarily aren't Aren't um, used to it as much. We can. We have a chance to help them with that. At the same time, those younger, the younger generation that's was grew up in technology. That's all they know. All they know is the flashiness, the the post this, post that. Mm-hmm. Like watch me do this, and they think that's really going to get them where they need to go. But we understand, like, nah. Like th- there wasn't always this. Like we could never just grab our phone and make a podcast. We couldn't do that. We had to literally exactly. take a course, go to this place, go to this place to create what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So we can. We can empathize with both generations and kind of bring them together with an understanding that, like, if we just both take what we know, but take what we know and not worry about young and old, but worry about, um, worry about understanding perspectives then that makes a huge a jump in influence from younger to older and being able, be able to listen and that starts conversation. Conversation always leads to, to open perspective, open dialogue and change, so.
0: Yeah, oh, it's a whole new set of problems. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. if you're looking to speak to young athletes, yeah, like, you know, social media, it's a whole new bag of, of uh, problems to kind of mm-hmm. work with. People hinging their identity on, you know, their Instagram and like, mm-hmm. again, where is this gonna lead you? People hinging their identity on sports. Okay but what, what what about when that's you know what's that going to lead to and yeah just filling in that full picture right mm-hmm.
3: like Yeah or or it could be potential for really good things too though Exactly he mentions the podcast yeah, that like yeah, you can you have 100%. great
0: opportunities with yeah, technology we, right?
3: like you know there are cha- there are opportunities for people to to lose their identity in in their social media we'll get lost in create, the weeds of that yeah Yeah right. to right. create kind of a persona and that's them now and and you know if it, I, I get it but we can also use it for some really really good good things exactly. you know, we can use it to be real we can use it to be real tell our stories mm-hmm. uh, and and help real. people just exactly. honestly try to ha- try yeah. to help people. that's
1: that's one of the biggest kind of principles that we want to hammer home with beyond the Games. that we want to be super authentic no matter how it looks to the public yes. we're gonna we're gonna be ourselves we're gonna be completely transparent and tell you what's going on um if we're not right for something we'll let you know but if we are we'll let you know you're right yeah. and so i feel like with that if if we're transparent and authentic we attract people who are transparent and authentic and that's what we want around us right so that's i think it's super important to bring that one home big
0: time yeah yeah uh, technology social media there's such a great opportunity for communities and like mm-hmm. what beyond the game seems like to me it's uh, a platform where people can kind of congregate and really live in that message of just you know what exactly is in front of us what sports is and what we all have in this network and how to just manage that for the best life you know period Mm -hmm. but also yeah life after sport all this stuff really cool
2: Definitely. definitely
0: um where to go from here hey I know you guys um you guys are keeping up with like right now March Madness right now you guys into <laughs> oh, I,
1: did you do a bracket I did a bracket it it, it's busted already <laughs> on, <I'm> just,
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no well I'm we there. have the final the <laughs> championship now yeah it's lined Te- up
1: Texas Tech and um, who is it
0: yeah, uh, y'all ain't okay. watching are um, you watching it's it? not yeah I, I just saw it on like CP24 Clearly not I haven't basketball really been fans. watching I don't have cable <laughs> anymore
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs> too busy to beyond the game man I'm too busy get, beyond the game I can't <laughs> focus on <laughs> that let's get
0: back to beyond the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> no sure, I don't have cable it. and I'm I have a bad internet connection at my house so my sport watching sports has like totally gone out the window you know I know Raptors playoffs is starting soon Coming up NHL like the First playoff uh, series starts on Wednesday. Pretty exciting time to be a sports fan. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah. That's really especially really Toronto is. sports fan. Yeah, yeah you know? except for the Blue Jays, they're offering all <laughs> kinds of discounts on beer this year just to find a way to get you there. Like, oh, for for real? real? Because wow. yeah, I guess they stinkeroo Like, it's pretty clear oh that it's gosh. not going to be a good year. Yeah. So they're hey, we'll trying see. to. Hey, we'll yeah. see. You never know. You never, know. You we'll never see. Know. See. Hey, very true. Any
1: given Sunday, we'll any see. given Sunday, right? That's why you play the game. Have you have you watched Have you been to a baseball game before?
0: Uh, I haven't been to a Blue Jays game since like when I was really young before like before they you know flared up and being all of course. so good uh, same thing with Raptors I, I haven't been to a Raptors game it's been since a minute been, actually I haven't been living here all that much so I forgot True. that like Argo. This is all MLSC, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, now it yeah. is. Now it now is. Now yeah. Well, now
1: we're now we are incorporated. MLSC, in MLSC, MLSC. just bought the, the uh, yeah. Argo, so yeah, okay. a lot of resources
3: for us, man. Shout
1: out Maple Leaf Sports <laughs> Entertainment, <laughs>
3: MLSC. And is that is that owned by like Rogers or
0: something? MLSC it's a bell group i think it's a yeah. bell situation uh,
3: i shouldn't even talk i don't know honestly <laughs> honestly i don't know the ins and outs i should probably shouldn't talk <laughs>
1: I, I think <laughs> they might be their own entity there you go. I had
3: ML- i'm pretty MLSC, sure guys. they're
1: still their their own entity i don't think they're owned by bell but again i don't know I don't just know. just presumptuous right now so they have people
3: Shots involved up, that were, anyways probably like, Honestly, we're 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 ignorant to talk about
0: that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I forgot. Like to, for me to say the Blue Jays stinkeroo, I'm like, oh, I have an Argos guy who's like, it's no, the same I don't company. have to be like go Blue Jays. Toronto sports, the, <laughs> yeah, like, go Toronto.
3: Like, yeah, I love Toronto sports because I grew up going to Toronto sports. So like, I yeah. you know, yeah. but I don't have to be like. The the Blue Jays are good, and, and anyone that's listening to me understand that I love the
0: Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I'd like to. Uh, 90, I love and every sport
3: team, every sporting team that's involved. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't have to do that. Go
0: Marlies! <laughs> yeah. Well, how cool that you got to play for your hometown team, right? Like for the whole yeah. family to come out and stuff. And it's like, I, yeah. It's I had this surreal cool. moment. I work downtown Toronto, kind of by where you guys play your home games. I work by Exhibition uh for a radio station there and uh i saw a kid with a declan cross jersey i'm like hey, i don't hey, think that he's related like this is just, uh, just a hey, fan hey, of my like crazy moment for yeah. me to see the guy you know we used to play like that's schoolyard. a schoolyard crazy moment for me to hear i didn't
3: know about this kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. that's so cool yeah it is it is i'm super fortunate it's like unfair like it's un- i'm unfairly fortunate with that like how did i end up getting drafted by toronto and like yeah, that helped me to finish my degree because I was right there. Yeah. I was, I can help do both now. Like, it's I'm so fortunate. I'm just, yeah, yeah,
0: and just relishing, yeah, you know what the hard work has, like the opportunity that's come, and mm-hmm. uh, you know just kind of soak it in for what it is, right, and mm-hmm. see where it leads next. Really cool, man. Um, we'll go another quick break. I'm sure it feels like 10 minutes. I'm sure like another half hour has passed. But we'll be right <laughs> back on the Chip Marble Podcast. We're gonna finish up talking about the different services that these guys offer at Beyond the Game and uh, maybe wrap up. Find out who your guys' inspirations are. I think Pinball Clemens might come up uh, once or <laughs> twice. All right, we'll be right back. Chip Marble Podcast. <laughs> We are back on the Chip Marble podcast. Uh, we're here with Shaka, Declan, and Trevon. And you guys have this organization along with your other team members, Beyond the Game, and uh, with, with Ashley and Aaron. And what kind of services do you guys provide? What does it look like when I go on the Beyond the Game website and I look to book your services? What exactly is offered there and what can I get out of it?
1: Okay, so basically what people can book is – well, are, sorry, one-on-one sessions – team workshops, uh, keynote speaking, uh, eventually, we'll get to online coaching, yoga sessions. Uh, they can book it individually as, as as a single person or like a one time thing, or book packages where we'll come in and we do different modules on different days and allow time for people to process what's really going on. Um, what's what we what we essentially want to do where we break everything down into modules, right? So each module is designed to do a certain thing to really get people thinking about about what's really going on essentially what we want to do is break down kind of the the stereotypical mindset of an athlete of what sport is for for the athlete uh give them the reality of sport give them the you know have them look at their dreams and where they want to go and then and then build them back up to encourage them to you know go for it but be aware be aware of what's really going on be aware of your own skill development be aware of the realities of professional sports be aware aware of what's what can happen next for you and then mm-hmm. go ahead and chase it. It's yeah. a really um we never we never tell anybody what to do. That's that's one thing I want to make very clear. We will never tell you how to live your life. What we well all we, all we do is probe you and ask you questions. You have all the answers. We just we just get you to start thinking about it. Nobody cool. nobody
3: knows more about you than
0: than you do exactly right. yeah so but you might not be able to work that out if you don't get it out of you exactly. have somebody to exactly. connect to and you guys can kind exactly. of service that yeah that's yeah. a really powerful
1: thing yeah one th- one thing i really find is that a lot of people you know you you can you can ask a kid oh yeah so what, what are you gonna do when you grow up oh yeah I'm, I'll, be a, I'll be an engineer cool all right but what does that really look like can't really tell you Right. So having having the modules, having being in this team setting, um, especially with the team with the team workshops, you're you're with your team. You're not only learning about yourself, you're learning about your teammates and how they think and how they process It's no longer just on the field. Now you're outside. You really get to know someone on a on a, on a mental level. And it's it's really empowering for the athlete and for, you know, for the teammates. And it's it's super cool watching them work through it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm really cool. Mm-hmm. Hey,
0: if you guys could go back, think about your athletic careers, you know, starting out really young and, you know, going through elementary school, high school sports, is there anything that you would have liked to have changed or manipulated in any way, like knowing what you know now and maybe some of this advice you're trying to provide for these younger athletes? Can you think of something that you would like to have switched maybe a little bit? Maybe you wanted to have gotten into yoga earlier, something like that.
2: Honestly, I wish that I wish that I knew Um, I wish that I understood the little things in basketball. Like when I say that, I mean, um, how you can literally break down a play to where there will always be an offensive player wide open. If you do the proper things offensively, like sometimes when you're playing basketball, you're like, I'm going to break down my defender and I just drive and score type thing. Right. But if it's like, you know, but sometimes you have to really not even slow down yourself as a player, but slow down the whole game and be like, all right, so if I see someone in this corner and I pass it to the opposite corner, automatically this guy needs to go to the middle of the key because he's not gonna leave his man over there. So if I fake that pass and he dips in a little bit, then boom, I have that wide open pass in that corner for wide open shot. So just understanding little things like that, I wish I knew more. And I remember this one day, I was driving with my dad in a a tournament. This is when I was uh, an an immature little child, (laughs) immature child. So he gives me a book after a tournament that we... I think we won or lost. I forget what what it was. And he gives me a book. He's like, Trev, you will learn a lot from reading this book. And I was like...
0: Everybody poops. <laughs> <I'm ready> to- <laughs> I was like, I was like, this, this
2: isn't a ball or a shoe. Why, why are you giving me this back? Like, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't need this right now, you know?
0: What was the book? Was um,
2: it? I forget what it was. I think it was called... Um, it was relating to basketball and it was pretty much mm. um stories about... Uh, understanding your position understanding everyone else's position understanding what makes you what like separates Chris Paul from the the why the why the why player that's just as good but didn't make it like why are they mm-hmm. why is their skill set the same but why are they in two different places mm-hmm. that, that's what the book was about and I didn't even touch it <laughs> like I brought it back to university didn't touch it so it's just like looking back if I read that book that would have I know for a fact that would have sparked something small that would have been like oh like there's more than just because even when I watched film, I watched film to watch me. Yeah. You know, yeah, you watch film yeah. to watch yourself. But,
0: but you it, got, look at it like Tom Brady. That's where greatness is. Exactly. Is like, okay, you have your ability, but we're not resting on that. Even though you have your ability and you have every right to coast on that, you're still going to do all the little things. And, and that is where you get that. So I'd say, I, I wish I, I, wish yeah, I did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah. Matt,
3: Tom Brady is an amazing example, man, because it's so interesting. Because if you look at, look at elite quarterbacks right now in the NFL, Uh, Tom Brady is not physically very impressive, right? Like, he's not, he's not, he's not super strong. He doesn't throw the ball exceptionally hard.
1: He's not Cam Newton.
3: He's not Cam Newton. He doesn't look, he certainly doesn't, (laughs) (laughs) no, he's He's a, he's a handsome handsome man, actually. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he's a handsome man, but man, physically, he's, he's unimpressive. Yeah. And yet he's, he's in the conversation for greatest of all time. And that's a legit conversation. He's Mm -hmm. very good. And it's like you said, he prepares so intensely and his focus is so strong and his mind is so strong and his decision-making is so definitive. And he just, he just masters this preparation aspect. And in football, if you can master the preparation aspect, your chances go up more than, than if you master other, I, I think preparation is, is, that might be the most important thing of football. And so to answer your question earlier, if there is one thing that I wish I could improve upon when I was a, a, a kid, when I was younger, uh, I wish I, I prepared better. I think I prepared well for, for, I mean, obviously everything's working out right now, whatever, but could it have been better? Yeah. I could prepare better. I could have studied better. I could have trained better. I could have recovered better. I mm-hmm. could have ate better. There's things that, that I can improve there. Mm-hmm. But the preparation for the football game, might have made the biggest difference because in high school, what did we do to prepare for opponents? Not much. We practiced. That's it. We ran plays. Yeah. Sometimes we got information from the coaches about what the other team does but Sometimes. we didn't watch a
0: lot of film no. well, and then the technology got better where technology now we have better. an online thing where they're posting game yes. film yeah. you could, but then how many people are actually looking and the coaches can tell like exactly. they have the numbers the stats on yeah. who actually logged in to watch the yeah. game film but, and it's but there's like, kids who um, log in and they don't watch exactly. so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: that might be the, the way to really improve for, for the, the younger kids is prepare mm-hmm. but man like Prepare Like, watch Tom. Tom Brady is doing this without being physically exceptional because mm-hmm.
0: he prepares exceptionally. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. The big thing for you guys is don't, like, you know, when you're talking to young athletes, it would be like, don't rest on your talent. It can almost be like your gift and your curse, exactly. your raw ability. You just mm-hmm. you coast on it. And, like, I feel like I'm guilty of that where I didn't take it to the next level as I went on through football because just coasting on what you had. And then pretty soon you're like, oh, wait, I need to do all those other things or else. Oh, no, it's passed me by, you know? So, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure, right from the jump, take that. And you said something to me when I interviewed you last year at McMaster. You said something like I asked you, you're on this journey, you you know, you found the success. Like, are you at all nervous? Like, do you feel pressure? And you're like, look, I prepare in a way where I can look in the mirror and I feel good about my preparation. So, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to be anxious about. There's nothing to be, you know, nervous about because I've done... I feel like I've done, you know, what I could do and I'll yeah. we'll let the chips fall where they may. I've tried to apply that same thing, you know, like just do my thing, be able to look in the mirror and know I gave it the effort that needed to be given yeah. and then we'll see what yeah. happens. And exactly. that's, you know mm-hmm. Exactly. I think athletes
2: have a, that's a great mindset because we are forced, like you said before, we're forced to have that end goal, right? And a lot of people don't understand what it is to have an end goal. So... When, once you have like athletes need to the, every end goal for every team is win a championship, so mm-hmm. you have to force yourself to
1: stay on track the entire season right exactly. so yeah what's what's super important about about that is even though all athletes have that end goal, the process of getting through getting to that goal is different for everybody right and mm-hmm. so I just want to give a quick shout out to Vince luciani at legacy coaching um he helped me really, he really helped me shape my mindset in all this uh you know how everybody says trust the process. No, trust your process. The process uh, signifies that there's only one way of doing things, which is we know is not the case because everybody has their different talents. Everybody has their their quote-unquote downfalls, right? So the way you get to a certain goal is by doing it a way that works for you, right? My way is not the same with Declan's way. We, For example, we went through high school together, played football together, both got scholarship to play at university. Awesome. Our first year, we both struggled a lot <laughs> and he tell playing, me about right? it I wasn't playing
0: sports but University was not, not <laughs> it was pretty, it was
1: yeah. it was not was easy like, right freedom right <laughs> uh, but the, the path freedom. the path we took was very similar but the difference is he's playing pro sports and I'm not Right. So the the process is not is not singular for for everybody. It's very different for each person. I tried to do, do things a way that didn't work for me and now I'm, I'm not playing pro sports, but that's totally okay because I found my way elsewhere. But Declan was able to make it work for him and he's playing pro sports and that's amazing. You know what I mean? And so I that really ties into what I to what I wish I knew more of in high school was Being able to, being able to understand that there's more than one process. There's more than one way of doing things. Like I can't, I can't be so focused on, you know, on sports and sports alone. Like I need, I need to diversify myself. I need to be able to be better at school. I need to be be better at making connections. I need to be be better at doing certain things that will help me later in life in case sports doesn't happen. Right. And I, that didn't happen for me in in high school and that's okay. Learn it later in life, but I wish that was something I knew.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. we learn these skills in sports. The social aspect, that was a huge thing for me personally was just the social interaction with those people and Mm -hmm. uh, developing in that sense. And now you mentioned like the network and learning how to be a team player. And for Declan, still applying those skills in the sport context, those Mm -hmm. skills he learned from sports in professional sports. And you're applying the skills you learned in a professional context. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, equally valid, right? It's just a matter of uh, where you're putting your energy. That's it and uh, yeah how you feel like you can have an impact on people uh really cool guys it's cool that you mentioned uh luciani you know just a legendary like football family in yeah. where we're from in oakville and uh yeah really cool what he's doing with
1: legacy, legacy coaching, coaching. Yeah. absolutely he's he really changed the lives of so many people uh with with legacy coaching it goes beyond just athletes it's it's everyday people who have the quote unquote identity, identity crisis right um, he preaches that what we seek from others we we should be able to give to ourselves that way Mm -hmm. we don't we don't lean on the external validation if we're able to give it to ourselves we don't necessarily need people saying oh you're great right so if you if you mess up and like i mentioned before talking yourself with love that's what that's what he preaches you know talk to yourself with love be able to love yourself and you don't necessarily need other people right exactly it's it's all about looking internally and and then that's gonna that's gonna be reflected out right and that's he helped really helped me shape my mindset in, in a way that now i think i think a lot differently than i did when i was younger I, i'm still me but the way i look at things is from completely different lens and it's it's I really so. be- <laughs> 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 yeah,
3: i hope we all think differently than we did hey, yes
1: yes i made some decisions that hope in
0: 10 years i think differently than today too a- I got, amen yeah, yeah, a-, we all got man. To yeah. Do. a lot of learning to do but yeah going internal and like you said you're talking to young athletes and just mm-hmm. get them to kind of you know know expunge what's in their mind what do they think of what they're trying to do and get them to kind of piece it together Mm -hmm. just they know the answer just get them to to think about it yeah Yeah. that internal uh i think sports offers that a bit of an internal exploration what am i all about and uh you know you kind of connect the dots and you, you end up where you're at and uh you take a lot away from That sport atmosphere. Exactly. Cool. Well, guys, I feel like we're uh, winding down to the end here. Uh, Really appreciate you guys coming on, and I'd love to meet the rest of the team. I know Aaron very well. We played football from a young age, but really, thanks, guys, for coming in. Beyond the game, sounds like a really cool project. I I really like what you're doing. I feel like it's a great platform to uh, you know use sports and promote all the good that sports has to offer, while you know managing all the the entire picture of what sports is and Mm. what it means to be. All love, Matt. We we'll appreciate thanks, you. Bro. Thanks for Thank thanks having thanks us on here. It, Absolutely we'll appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes. Chip Marble good. Podcast brought to you by Lynx Magazine.